0: Hello and welcome to Breaking Late, I'm your host Michael and with me again is JD, after a, well, I had an eventful weekend, I was out, Saturday and Sunday night, so I didn't catch all the racing live, but John Daniel did, how are you mate?
1: Yeah, good mate, how about yourself? Recovering. Yeah? Yeah. How was the, how was the concert?
0: Yeah, Queen's of Stone Age was really good. And how um, was the footy? And the footy was fantastic, except I backed the wrong team. Did you? I did, but still. Have fun. It was good. It was a good atmosphere. Um, Sold out the stadium. I know it's not, you know, people down south are listening to this going, oh, Oh, yeah, footy stadium sold out. Yeah, well, we had 12,000 people there.
1: Yeah, there must have been, what, 50,000, 60,000 people. (laughs) Felt like it. Felt like it. And
0: every single one of them was an Adelaide Crow supporter and not one of them was a bloody Melbourne Demon supporter. But uh, it's neither here nor there. Did watch a little bit of the qualifying from when I, you know, between the games, but I'm not going to sit at the football and watch qualifying i turned on qualifying and saw danny ricardo um giving his after qualifying interviews
1: yeah and after In that the I was middle just, of qualifying yeah <laughs> and i was like what the hell
0: okay and i was like jumped on the internet tried to find out I'm like where's this crash video what's happened
1: yeah what happened jd unfortunately another Renault problem um it's starting to become a bit of a a sorry tale for Red Bull and their uh, their engine partner not having a good time, and uh, they had another turbo failure.
0: Oh yeah, I did actually. I now remember. Re, I watched the highlights of qualifying, and you do hear that turbo of Ricardos just go like, Poof. yeah, fails. It's, it just fails badly, and then he's just like, I got a problem. Slows
1: right down. Yeah, and yeah, he's gone. Right, turn it off, and he turns it off, and he had to walk back. Unfortunately, because he was in P1 at, the, at that stage mm. uh, when his turbo did fail, he was the uh, fastest man on track. Um, interesting sort of uh, mixed conditions for qualifying. Uh, mm-hmm. We obviously had a bit was of drizzle there before. Was a bit of rain at the start? Yeah, a bit of drizzle to begin with. So they, um, people tried to mix it up in qualifying. A few people lined up. Like the Red Bulls were the first in the pit lane once again. Max was parked at the end of pit lane waiting for the light to Q1? go out. Q1? Yep, for Q1. On Inters. Now, there was a few teams that took the gamble and they pushed out onto uh, some super softs mm-hmm. and found, as soon as they got out there, that the track was definitely yeah. not ready for them.
0: The one person I saw that nailed the changeover in tyres was Alonso.
1: Yeah, right at the end of the session, mm. Alonso um, did a great effort and went out on on some uh, slicks again. and yep. it, did and I have quite a quick time. S- I've seen the video of him crossing the line and
0: literally it's like, like a, second to- a bee stick dick yeah. in it. Like it's like boom past line as he's like comes onto the main straight. You can see the light, the, the lights are still green. It just passes the start finish control line and then red. And he's like, yep, yep. you've got your lap. And then he, he went on to set the fastest time.
1: He did. He did. Um, my he either- wife was actually not overly happy with him for that, and she's a big Alonso fan, which means something. Why and was she? You- uh, she wasn't not unhappy with him. She felt sad for poor Lance Stroll was going to get into Q two, and then uh, Alonso then took himself out of the bottom bottom five, or I can't remember how many it is now. Bottom five, I think. Yep. And uh, put himself into the the top. Um, well, obviously, went he was fastest. In the top spot, yeah. And you hear the radio. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Alonso, that's P1. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Nice joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, poor Lance Stroll ended up paying the price for Alonso's quick time and uh, didn't get through to Q2. Mm.
0: Lance Stroll's um, not having the best of luck since his podium run, really.
1: Like, he's... Yeah. Uh, look, they haven't been too strong in the last two meetings. They did a lot better in the race. It's
0: not exactly tracks that you would expect Williams to...
1: Yeah, I think they're not getting the tires in the window as well. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to a few of their interviews, they've, they've been struggling a little bit the last couple of meetings trying to get the car to perform. They thought they were going to do better at this track. Um, they do have quite a good, uh, what do you call it, uh, efficient downforce set up mm-hmm. so they don't have too much drag, so it's quite good on the straights and stuff. But uh, it just didn't come together for them in qualifying. It's like they can't seem to turn the tires on, and when there's cold conditions, they're really starting to struggle, so...
0: Looking into Q2, Jolyon uh, Palmer, Danny Fiat, Alonso, Carlos Sainz, and Massa. Carlos Sainz didn't do very well in this qualifying session.
1: Was there anything? Uh, he had a problem as well. Now uh, you test my memory. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. I can't remember actually off the top of my head, but he did have a drama as well that was um, causing him problems. He pushed quite hard, but obviously didn't couldn't find the pace in the car to get get further up.
0: Well, we'll just we'll quickly ran out the top ten. You had Hamilton, num like pole position. Hamilton was in a league of his own.
1: He really was. His um, final his Q3 lap was unbelievably quick compared to everyone else. A
0: one twenty six six flat, Kim- yeah, beating out Kimi Raikkonen and a one twenty seven one four seven. Yeah, so that's a, like half a second quicker.
1: It was a standout time. It was a standout lap from the whole weekend. It was, you just had. The thing was on rails. He just had it glued to the track, and it looked good. Yeah, and pushing it to the edge, and he did a great job. Kimi Raikkonen obviously comes through in P two, um, and he was closely followed by Sebastian uh, in in P three.
0: Valtteri Bottas, he um he had that gearbox penalty, so we all knew he was going to drop down some positions. Positions. So he qualified fourth. I think he started what ninth. Ninth. He sure did. Yeah. I know we'll touch on that later in the race, but he did a really good race.
1: He did. He drove really well.
0: Uh, Max Verstappen in fifth position. He, I don't know. I don't think the Red Bulls could have qualified any better than what they did this weekend. Fifth is probably the best that they were going for, realistically.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of a gap between the Red Bulls and um, the Mercedes and the Ferraris this weekend. It was a bit bigger from last meeting, but I think they're looking forward to the next meeting Mm -hmm. in uh, in Budapest, and uh, I think that'll be a, a better track for them. Just because Silverstone's got so much full throttle. Yeah. You, it's a very... If you're it's down not, on it's not power, Yeah, it's, it's... not a 100% power-dependent circuit, but it kind of is. Yeah, if same- you're
0: down on that horsepower, you know about it.
1: Yeah, like... So I think that did limit them a little bit. I think chassis-wise, they're quite good at this track, but they obviously didn't have the power there to, to crank it up in in qualifying, especially.
0: And Nico Hülkenberg in the Renault for six. He's... He did a really good result this weekend. I think. Yeah, he did. He
1: came home in sixth position. Yeah, it was a really solid. He came home behind Ricardo. That's right. Yeah. Ricardo hunted him down in the dying stages. Yeah, yeah. I think second last lap or last lap, Ricardo got him. Renault brought some really good updates for the car this weekend. So the big thing he was talking about was that they brought a lot more stability to the car this weekend. And obviously they, they must have done something about their tire life as well. It seems to be not chewing through tires as bad as it was. Yep. And um the whole package just seemed to work a lot better. Obviously he qualified quite well. Probably Daniel Ricardo probably would have popped in ahead of him.
0: I'm really impressed that Force India are now almost consistent Q three contenders. Like they are making it in, both of them,
1: which is yeah, a really doing good a showing. Really, really good job this year and they obviously did a great job last year. And you're exactly right. It's what uh, Red Bull's been doing for the last couple of years. You know they haven't had a, a pace to win a race or to even podium a car, but they're always nipping away at their their at their, their heels. And as mm. soon as the other guys drop the ball, they scoot in there, there yeah. and get it. So it's definitely good to see the other teams are actually being that competitive now as well. Mm. Obviously, I think McLaren's a little unfortunate because I think if they had a better engine, obviously they'd be in that top. Uh, four teams Their like chassis
0: big. is a good chassis
1: Everyone keeps going on about how good it is And it does look like quite a strong chassis Because they're quite far down on power mm. It's uh, it's impressive Something we should quickly say
0: This is the first time that Stoffel van out Outqualified Alonso
1: Yeah it was Um, And no faults for Alonso's car either No so. it was um, Stoffel got it on pace into Q3 Someone And then he, saying, he
0: qualified ninth. He beat the Haas
1: Someone was saying someone's lit. Well, he's lit a bit of a fire under himself. I think someone might have had a chat to him and sort of said, "Okay, we understand that we haven't had the pace to win races and stuff, and you've kind of just been cruising, and you know, you most of the races you can't finish it and whatnot, but you've still got to try hard." Like Alonso's been still going out there and absolutely going at it like a. An animal, in his words. Um Attacking like an animal. Yeah, he's attacking like an animal. And and uh I feel like Stoffel's kind of just been cruising through life just in the last... Well, in this year. This, and this year, this he's this sort race. of just...
0: I don't know if it's just his accepted Like, my car's crap. I can't win a race. Or can't even be really competitive. And he's sort of... He's driving to that mindset. But this one in qualifying, he seemed to... go. I, he needs to show that, look, I can beat it. Like... You're in the same car as Alonso. Alonso is still regarded as one of the best drivers on the grid. So to outperform him is good. And it's something that I want to see Stoffel do consistently throughout the second half of the season. You've had half a season now to get used to this new car. Not that... I mean, the cars have changed a bit since last year. We know that. But now everyone's had... What what round are we up to? I don't know. We're, We're six months into the season. Yeah. You've got enough time now to... Get your head around it. I want to see these the drivers that we've been beaten in qualifying to sort of start bringing it to their teammates, and that's something that's nice to see Stoffel do.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good to see him back out there to, in, in form. It's something um, that
0: I want to see Magnussen do with Grosjean in qualifying.
1: Yeah, Grosjean's been quite strong in the Haas in qualifying. Magnussen seems to be doing not too bad in races. He's but got
0: pretty good racecraft.
1: Yeah, but he uh, he's been struggling a little bit with Grosjean's um, qualifying pace. Mm. Yeah. What you would not have seen actually in qualifying was there was a little bit of an incident between Grosjean and Hamilton. Now you're talking about Grosjean. I did see that. What is your did he block him? So I've seen the
0: video of I've seen multiple angles of it. So what we're talking about is there was a bit there where Grosjean was on his flying lap, Hamilton was on his warm up yeah, lap. Yeah, warm up lap. Coming into... Sorry, I do not know the corners on um, Silverstone, but I think it was like the back section. It was towards the end of the lap.
1: Oh, yeah. It was coming up to the chicane before the before the straight. The straight.
0: Hamilton had... Watching from the outside footage, Hamilton comes up, keeps the car wide. Like, he's keeping it well offline, quite deep into the corner, and he seems to stay out there as long as he can without... Jeopardizing his run up to doing his flying lap, I just don't think Grosjean caught him quick enough to really
1: need it. Yeah, I definitely I can think see he defeated him. I, I, I.
0: But there was only so long that Hamilton Hamilton could wait out that I, far out. I
1: think you've got to look into what the the actual ruling was on it as well. They used some pretty interesting wording of how they word worded their um, outcome of what happened. And basically, he was affected, they were saying. not impeded. Yeah, he was affected. I think they're trying to say, okay, Grosjean lifted mm-hmm. because he thought he was going to catch him coming into the chicane. Hamilton was obviously coming quite slow. But then Hamilton accelerated because he was going onto his flying lap. And it's right, just that, that's him building up to his lap. Right there is where he's got to go. Yeah. Um, and I feel like maybe. Grosjean felt like he was going to catch him in the chicane and he lifted because he didn't want to be right on top of him. And there was still quite a gap. What they're trying to say is, well, at no time did Hamilton's car actually get into the way of him and slow him down. Yep. He took it into his own thought pattern that, okay, I'm going to catch that car. I want a little bit of a gap because I'm probably going to have to go have another lap, whatnot. And um, they're saying, well, that's your own choice. You know, that's not Hamilton's choice that you lifted. Um, Hamilton accelerated as soon as he realized, it, you know, you were pretty close on him. And, you know, he, he he didn't impede you really. Then Grosjean did obviously go on to set a faster time after that as well. Yeah. So I think they kind of went, well, you know, don't cry about it. You managed to get in, you know, go through as well. So
0: So I've just brought up the FIA Stuart statement on Hamilton and Grosjean incident. Um, time 1357 session, qualifying facts, alleged impeding by car 44 on car eight into turn 16 reason. Stewart's examined the video and telemetry evidence and concluded that while Grosjean may have potentially been affected by the presence of Hamilton at turn six, he was not impeded. That's it. And Grosjean went on to basically say, well, if you're fighting for the championship, apparently you can do anything.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's been a little bit of banter between uh, Toto Wolf and Grosjean as well. Yep. And Toto Wolf basically saying, you're lucky to have a drive, son, so don't don't complain.
0: What do you think about that? Do you think like Grosjean... I think Grosjean's actually a lot better than what he was when he was at Lotus. I, I think that's... From the, the beginning th- days when he did almost kill Alonso.
1: I think that's what Toto's talking about, basically, is you're very, very lucky that you still had your drive, Um he could have gone in the wind and we'd never see him again.
0: But Grosjean's one of the drivers I felt that did actually go, all right, I need to get my shit together. And he definitely improved. He's matured a lot as a driver from when he first broke out on the scene.
1: Oh, I agree with you 100%. I don't think he's um, doing a bad job either at Haas. I think he needs to sort out his brake problems because Magnussen doesn't seem to have as many dramas as him. So he needs to maybe start looking at how they're uh, how they're dealing with their problem at, on his side of the garage. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, you know, he does quite a solid yeah, I,
0: job. I quite enjoy watching Grosjean race at the moment. All right. So we jump to the race. We've oh done well. A little bit of chatting. Well, first person that didn't finish was Julian Palmer and he didn't even make the race. I believe that's a DNS. 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 Didn't start hydraulic failure on the formation lap, which caused a additional formation lap.
1: It did. And caused a few little smoky fires
0: and a few brakes. A couple of them. Yes. Sebastian Vettel's was like, oh, we just watched the start of the race before we started recording here and you can hear um, Verstappen going, Vettel's car is on fire or Vettel's <laughs> brakes are on fire or something. But
1: it it smoked a lot, that car. It did. It did. Carlos Sainz, interesting one. Your take on this. Yeah. Kivy, it's at fault. Hundred yep. percent. not I don't think there's part Well, obviously the Stewards thought so as well because they did give him a drive through in the race. Um it was a pretty reckless move. He did go onto the grass and he didn't try and keep slowing down. He was still trying to battle as was he came back onto the track. Yeah, he's still and he just pushed so wide and clubbed his teammate.
0: When we watch the onboard footage you can see he's gone off on the track. He's come back on, on the inside. It's got the wheels turned, but that car ain't turning. He, d- no. he just slid into carlos yeah and then to get on the radio and be like carlos turned in on me and you're like you look at the onboard footage of carlos i know i know when you're on the onboard footage you can't do like little look to the side which you probably would have seen um kiviat if you could turn your head at that footage but you don't even see him until he just gets hit
1: yeah exactly you just get uh when you're on the onboard all of a sudden you're spinning around
0: yeah you're like bam now i'm sideways with cars coming at me and i've and clipped he, magnuson
1: yeah and paul magnuson got clipped as well pretty reckless especially on a teammate he should know better by now i think that's a bit of a rookie mistake so honestly I, with all the rumors flying about i guess now's a good you time to talk a, about
0: it might not either need to worry about your teammate if you're not going to be at that team next race
1: yeah there's a lot of rumors flying about it looks like um mr carlos science is it's for sale yeah. So we're going to pass a, the hat around. To uh, replace his uh, Renault, um, a driver at Renault. that's yep. probably not been pulling their weight so good. Had a lot of bad luck this year as well, I've got to give him. But he probably mm. didn't do so good last season either. So I think Renault were always shopping. and It looks like Renault are going to spend some dollars and uh, buy Carlos Sainz. And I'm not surprised
0: they'll get rid of Palmer. No, You're like, neither. how do you mean? No, Palmer's the one they're keeping. They're getting rid of he can't, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's struggling to finish higher than six these days. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I Look, I understand it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Toro Rosso isn't as strong as they were a couple of years ago either. They were sort of the front-running team of the rest of the teams, and now they're not. Um, I feel is... like Renault next year will be stronger than they are this year and they're already stronger this year than they were last year so i feel like it's they're building momentum so it's Toro
0: Rosso seems to be losing it now is Toro Rosso back on the Renault engines this year are they still Ferrari
1: no they're Renault as well yeah they're Renault this year you think I would know yeah yeah they're Renault this year and um look It'll be interesting to see. The news is only sort of just breaking really at the moment. There will be more news to come over the next week every day. Yeah. You messaged me yesterday going,
0: "Have you seen the rumors that Carlos Saints is out and he's been sold?" And I I got on the internet and I did I googled my little heart out trying to find everything and I could find articles saying, "Yep, he's for sale." You know, Christian Horner pretty much come out and said Everything's we've got a, you know, you put a we put a value on Carlos. We've put a lot of time and money into him. And um if you pay us that much money, we'll consider, you know, getting rid of him. But
1: Severing their contract early. Yeah.
0: He pretty much in one paragraph he said everything's for sale for a price except for Ricardo and Verstappen. They're the yeah. only two options I think um at Red Bull that aren't for sale. Even Mark Helmet, Marco might be for sale apparently. Well yeah, saying. that's
1: another story. Um the figure I, I I did read was the eight million pounds for a Carlos Sainz. Um,
0: you reckon that's a bargain? No, that's a lot of money for a, a little um. I think Spanish
1: man. Honestly, I think it's a bit of a bargain, but I think he's every bit as good as the, all the front-running drivers at the moment. I think he's as good as Daniel and Max. I think he's as good as. Uh, a lot of these younger drivers yeah. that are going to be someone that they can secure for the future. So. Oh, I
0: think Carlos has definitely got a future in this sport, and I actually think this is good for him to get out of his Red Bull contract because I think staying with this Red Bull contract is going to hinder him because I can't see him moving up, and this is why he's been stuck in Toro Rosso for so long.
1: I don't know about that, but the, the, the thing I've got is I feel very much there's there's so many rumors going about. We're way off topic here, by the way. We're talking about the race now. We're talking about um, silly Don't season. Matter. Anyway, uh, the, the 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 rumors going around with Max is that he's pretty much confirmed that he wants to leave in 2019. He's already started to sever his ties with Red Bull, saying he's put, he's started going through the motions that. He doesn't want to sign a new contract. They've got an option for a 2019 contract where I think it sort of they automatically, the first, yeah, they get get signed over too. for another couple of years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's basically putting through now that he's not doing that. Um, it it's very interesting times. It could be a seat in two years' time in in Red Bull. I don't know whether Renault is going to be in two years' time. They're going to be um, competing for a world championship, and maybe even Red Bull can't because. It's been four years already that they haven't um, been fighting for a title, but I feel like Red Bulls I on the like cusp. Feel like Red
0: Bulls going to come back.
1: I feel like Renault engines have got closer. I feel like they're going to be in the cusp in the next couple of years of being very, very competitive again. I'm not saying they're going to be back to 2010. Was it 2010
0: to 2000 14 13. 13. is the yeah. Red Bull dominant era. Yeah,
1: so blow on, double blow-on diffusers and all these sorts of things. I don't think they're going to be at that sort of level, but I do think we're going to have another era where we're going to have probably two or three, well, we've already got two teams, three to four big teams Love right four up. Teams.
0: I'd love four teams. I want another 2010 it's where close. you've got four people racing for a championship win in the last race and then the guy that was last wins.
1: It's true. Yeah, yeah. It's going to it's going to be really really interesting what's going to happen in the next next couple of years with From what I was hearing is Sebastian and holds the key to the driver market. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct there. Sergio uh Marchione, the president of Ferrari basically has come out and he said the ball's in Sebastian's court for us. We've already given him the contract. All he's got to do is sign it. The rumours going around is it's for a hundred and twenty million euro over three, three four, years. Three years, so three forty years. million euro a year. You're not a bad gig, I reckon. Especially if he could be fighting for titles as well. Should buy himself a V8 supercar team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he could he he could buy quite a lot of things with a hundred and twenty <laughs> million euro. To be honest. I think that's probably roughly around the you know one hundred and eighty thousand Australian dollars to two hundred. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's probably around the one hundred and eighty. So, that's a that's a lot of money, uh, one hundred and eighty million. Sorry, one hundred yeah, yeah, not yeah. thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah, one hundred and eighty.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a pretty sizable um little uh chunk of change, but yeah, so that's 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 what could be happening. It would be interesting to see what happens at McLaren. Uh, Engine-wise,
0: yep, that will be real. Because uh, that's the bank That's the big thing. how competitive uh, McLaren gonna be when they change engine spies? Sorry, I was just checking. So actually, one hundred and seventy-four million.
1: Okay, well, we're close. We're, we're a little bit over. We gave him a bit of chump
0: change extra. Uh, you yeah, know.
1: you know what's what's a you know what's another six million euros <laughs>
0: between friends. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, another engine. Um, thing that we've heard about is Sauber and Honda might not be going ahead.
1: Yeah, it seems to be that they've severed ties, and I'm not sure what's going on there at the moment.
0: From what I heard, it could be because they got rid of the team principal. They're not fully stoked on that.
1: Yes, Uh, well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? it mm. All of a sudden, she was ousted Uh, not long after signing a deal with Sauber, uh, with, with Honda. Honda.
0: Mm. I mean, Honda's going to need someone. Yeah. Or is McLaren going to be, like, the abused partner in the relationship? And she's like, I'm just going to stick with him because it's easier.
1: <laughs> well, I think um, there's a lot of rumors around. So, McLaren just took a huge loan. Mm-hmm. They've loaned, I think it's 250 million euros. Do they get it from Seb? <laughs> possibly, possibly. Him and Fernando got together. They just like, start their own bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, Him, yeah, well... And and Hamilton got involved too, so that, you know they're probably billion billionaires now. Yep, yep. Um. Anyway, they, they they've taken a huge loan. They've had to pay Ron Dennis a, a massive payout to get him out of his shareholding. Yeah, part I've of seen the company. that he sold his shares. Um. The other rumor is I think they have to pay Honda a massive payout to get out of their contract. It's a fairly substantial payout, and I think Honda is also committing sort of i think it was 60 million or something a year yeah
0: honda's giving them a fair bit and if i guess if they're going to lose that 60 million plus have to pay out whatever
1: the break clause is so they that yeah Could ruin them there is a there's a lot of pay i don't think they're going to go bankrupt or anything like that i just think yeah there's definitely there's definitely stuff going on at the moment and they're in a bit of a Pick sort what? of financial period of running their business they're really they're, it's all beans and numbers and yeah, number crunching and stuff like that to keep that team going at the moment so it will be really interesting to see what goes on but it's funny because Fernando's not really got somewhere to go um, Yeah, Um like, especially he- if Carlos is going to Renault Ferrari basically have come out and said they don't want him Toto Wolf this week's come out and said well, we're really happy with how Bottas is going. The team dynamic's great, and everyone's working really hard together, and it's really um, yeah, good. Yeah, I
0: can see Bottas staying at Mercedes now. Like, oh, I, I, I don't agree. see them
1: getting rid of Mes- uh, Bottas
0: because he's come into his own. He's performing up there, and this is something that I was thinking. Um, maybe Saints and Max are a little bit shitty at because you've got you know Saints and Max have come through the Red Bull program. Yeah. Where you've seen, you know, what Sebastian Vettel did and they they would have seen the dominant era that Red Bull was at thinking, oh, we've got this. We're going to get into Formula One and we're going to get put in Red Bull cars and they are just the pinnacle. And then now they're in these struggling cars. And then, you know, I know Bottas got there on merit, like to think, but he got very lucky with Rosberg retiring. And it, now Rosberg's, yes, and in,
1: also with all the other drivers signing their contracts, yeah.
0: And now Bottas is in this Mercedes in a race-winning car, and they're going, "Well, oh, you know, you know, Max and Carlos are just as capable of winning races, putting them in the right car." But do you think they're just getting a little, maybe a little jelly at Bottas for getting this Mercedes drive? And th- I still think they're a little young and impatient and want these cars straight away.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's very hard for them. I, I understand where they're coming from, but Red Bull, and it's the same with a lot of these development drivers. So the Renault development drivers and Mercedes development drivers. What we see, like we we follow, and don't get me wrong, I really like Carlos Sainz. He's one of my favorite drivers on the grid. Mm-hmm. I really rate him. But it's not just when he got to Formula One that all of a sudden, oh he's in Toro Rosso and it's costing them a, a few hundred million pounds Dang a year that. to get him, uh, to get that team on the track every weekend. It's also with him racing. in the theatre series. Yeah, you know? exactly. They they support him in GP2. They support him in Euro uh, Renault Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. They support him in all of these other categories to get them through. Some of these kids have been supported since they were in go-karts. Like Lewis Hamilton was supported by Mercedes, yeah, before he got. In, Into any o- real open, open wheel, yeah. the only open wheel he was in was go cars before yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. So that sort of thing is happening, and that's a really big investment and trust program that they've got going on there. And it's hard when they get to Formula One, they go, "Look, I'm talented enough to win these races, but I don't have the car. I don't have the wheels underneath me. Mm. The team I'm in can't supply me with those wheels. I want to look around somewhere else." And the teams are going, well, hang on, you know, you probably should, you owe us. Yeah. We may be only paying you
0: X number of millions a year, but we've spent bloody $30 million on you for the past
1: six or seven years putting you in teams. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We're rounding back around now. Yeah. We are going back. We will soon
0: we'll jump onto the next couple of DNFs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, it would be interesting to see what happens with Carlos Sainz and next, this, obviously this next week, because the week after he'll be racing in one car or another. Yeah. It's either going to be a blue car or a yellow car. Um, I think all it's the going rumors, to be a blue car. I don't think so. My, you, my, you honestly yeah, think he's going to jump I, and go I to think, Renault? Yep. I think so. With what the reports are coming out, basically, uh, Christian Horner has said that they've released his contract. And that's, to me, sounds very funny. Like, Christian Orno has also said, "For the right amount of money, we'll we'll sell him, and we'll, he can go to another team. That's fine."
0: 110 million pounds. You get Saints and Helmet
1: Marco, the, the Max. Oh, Max wasn't that? That was Max. Oh, so Max, sorry, that was Helmet Marco. Come out earlier last week. We're getting back into it again. Yeah, yeah. we're getting back into this. Sorry, okay. we Helmet Marco. Be very
0: busy this weekend, so we didn't actually get the race live. And this is what happens when we don't watch live <laughs> racing.
1: So Helmet Marco got into it earlier last week, talking about. Um, the the prospect of Ferrari taking Max next yep. year, and he said Max isn't for sale. And they said, "Oh, come on, Max is it, everything's for everything's sale. Everything's for sale, yeah." And then they, he said, "For hun- for a hundred million pounds, we wouldn't sell Max." And then Christian Horner got that questions thrown at him. I think it was by it might have been Ted Kravitz. Yep. I can't remember. It was one of the BBC. Uh, sorry, the Sky F one fellas. Yeah, and they asked him. Would what price is Max? Like what? How? You know, What's uh, would you value? sell? Yeah, would yeah. you sell Max? And he, then they said, Helmet Marco said that they would. He wouldn't sell Max for a hundred billion pounds. Christian Horner quite succinctly just said, "For one hundred and ten million pounds, you can have, have Helmet Marco and Max." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, that yeah, was pretty it's interesting. one of the things. You know,
0: you got to keep your drivers and stuff. But for one hundred and ten million pounds, you could get a lot. Oh, that's
1: that's a lot of development, and you can hire two more drivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: We'll just get the two best ones, and we'll just every weekend we'll choose
1: which one we want. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. so Fernando Alonso DNF DNF. Not too How, much from there.
1: Yeah, he was driving quite a good race himself. He was mm. actually keeping to up like with thirty-two. Daniel. Yeah, well, he was uh, keeping up with Daniel Ricciardo. He at was the one start. of the
0: hardest ones for Ricciardo to get past.
1: Yeah, yeah, and no, he just drives so hard. It's it was really good to watch um, him passing cars as well. Uh, but, yeah, another DNF, un- unfortunately, on that new Renault power unit mm. as well.
0: Pascal Wehrlein in the Sauber, 17th. He, sort yeah. of, he got into a little bit of a fight with the other um Ericsson and him were not Sauber. having
1: a good uh, time. They were actually, yeah, not happy camp there again. Uh, I think uh, Pascal was holding Ericsson up a fair bit.
0: One of those drivers won't be at that team next year.
1: It, it, it is a really... Um, how do you say it? It's not a good team dynamic there at no, the moment. No, it's
0: very, um, it's a fragile team, I it's reckon. Hostile. It's one of those, yes. It's one of those ones you just don't want to, you know, if you've got an option to go into the pits, you would like, let's not go in that team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a nice working environment at the moment, unfortunately.
0: Lance Stroll, 16th after, I think he started, I don't know what he started.
1: He started 16th.
0: Yep. Okay, so he just. I believe. Anyway, we were not sure. But, yeah, he, he sort of didn't have the best of weekends. Um, finished lap down. Danny Kiviat, well, he pretty much got told you have to be careful because you got floor damage. And I wonder
1: where he that happened a, he from. He had a fair chunk of his floor missing, actually, yeah. yeah. I was
0: surprised he continued on with that much damage, really.
1: Yeah, I was surprised too, but I guess they were hoping that maybe something could happen up front and he could get, steal a point. But, no, nope, nevertheless. Not happen.
0: Uh, Marcus Ericsson, which touched on, he sort of had... A Pretty long, branding battle with um, with Pascal, but he sort of come out on top. He finished fourteenth, still no points for him. Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen was twelfth and oh, Kevin Magnussen was twelfth. Sorry, Roman Grosjean thirteenth. The two houses, they how was their race? Um, Magnussen got clipped by Saints, and I think he had to do an early pit, and that put him onto a different strategy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was interesting. Look. No. They both drive pretty well. Nothing crazy from either of them.
0: Stoffer van Dorm. He only dropped two positions over the whole race, so that's honestly it's not a bad result. I
1: think it's probably the best weekend he's had all year mm. for eleven so He drove really well, and I think McLaren would be pretty happy with that.
0: Felipe Massa uh, for the Williams up into 10th.
1: Great um, effort from, obviously, a poor qualifying from the... Uh, from the Williams camp and Mm -hmm. to get up into 10th and still get a, uh, a point was good. Good effort from Massa.
0: Sergio Perez and Esteban Ocon. These are two drivers that like are getting into each other a
1: lot. Yes. That's another team. That's not got the best dynamic at the moment. Mm. Uh, Basically Ocon's tires were fading and uh, Sergio was asking to get past and, Ocon basically said, no, he can go... Go around the long
0: way if he wants to pass me.
1: Yeah, and he, he did make his life very difficult. So Sergio had quite a lengthy time behind his teammate. Probably didn't make much difference, and I can understand why Ocon wasn't going to give him the place because they're, in that team they're allowed to race. Yep. And Sergio has done the same thing to Ocon previously. Oh, a
0: couple of races ago that they were doing this. Now, Sebastian Vettel... Now, I like I said, I didn't actually get to watch this race live. I was at the Queens of the Stone Age Age race. Turns out they're racing there. No, I was at a Queens of the Stone Age concert. I was probably the only person. I'll put money on it. There was 3,500 people in there, and I was probably the only one there watching a Formula 1 race on my phone. Everyone else is filming it. (laughs) Don't film a rock concert, guys. You're never going to go back and watch the video. You might as well just watch Formula (laughs) 1. So I watched a couple of laps um, at the end of the race. Leaving the concert hall, nice and easy. Going to pay for parking with other thousands of other people because there was only one pay machine that was working down there. <laughs> Got to watch the last yeah three two or three laps. Last laps. I mean, we're we going to talk about that now because pretty much from seventh well, to yeah, first was all affected by the last two laps. What if I was if you were to watch the last two laps of any race? This was a pretty decent one to catch.
1: Oh, it was. Crazy! Was there was just so much going unpredictable on, unpredictable. I had chaos. no idea
0: what was going on because, <laughs> see, I just uh, when I did turn on, Valtteri just got uh, Vettel because Kimi Vattel had the
1: pit tires were struggling. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: you probably so, missed I, the little battle the, they I had before the one, that as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, I saw the one too going. Oh, Mercedes driving away with this. Yeah, but not realizing that ba- Valtteri really got quite lucky in the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, with definitely all the incidents. After rewatching the race, you did see Sebastian Vettel do that really big lock-up couple, um, a couple, couple of laps, laps before, Probably about like four yeah. or five laps prior. Am I right thinking that uh, Kimi had the same tyre go? Or yes. was it the other side? No, same, same the, one. So because they both lost
1: their left-hand tyre.
0: And like a massive chunk. It felt like the whole width of the tyre was flapping out, like three or four inches long, flapping on um, Kimi's tyre.
1: Yeah, so I've read a little bit into this now. They, they said there was two different issues. Um, Sebastian literally wore his tire out. Okay. Uh, that's what uh, Pirelli's come back and said. They said it was pretty damaged because he drove on it for a whole lap flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said they believe Sebastian's tire, he had pushed it too far and gone past its wear limit. Probably talking about flat spots and stuff like that, he's probably wore down to the canvas and punched a hole through the tyre. Tyres then deflated when he was going down the straight. By the time he got to the end of the straight, no air in the tyre. Gave out. It It just, just, yeah. He couldn't turn either. He just went straight off. So, where Kimmys was a completely different issue, Kimmys was more, he had...
0: um, Almost delamination.
1: Yeah, delamination. That's the best word for it. He delaminated the tyre. It was from the blistering on the tyre and it, it, it started to pull... Cords on the tire mm. and it started flapping. Um, they said two different causes. I'd say Kimmy's Kimi was, was more lucky overheating. That was quite
0: close to the pit entrance when that happened. It definitely didn't cost I think he only had to Kimi do about much. a third of the lap
1: yeah. before he had to pit where uh, Vettel was at the start. Yeah, yeah. It definitely didn't cost um, Kimmy as much as it did Vittel, obviously, because Sebastian's back in seventh. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it's a really crazy end of the race, and then Max would have stepped up into third place had he not pitted. Had he not pitted, but they didn't know Sebastian was Sebastian have this was issue. No, yeah, yeah Sebastian was in front of him, and at so that stage was, they
0: gave they obviously would have seen something on the data, yeah, and they pulled him in said box box box, so he's pitted. They've changed some tires, sent him out again. The commentary at that stage was going, oh, we got a free pit stop. Why wouldn't you take it?" And I was thinking, yeah, right, that's understandable. Maybe they think they might be able to, you know, close the gap to Kimi because he only just come in, maybe on fresher tyres, a bit more pace. I doubted they would catch Kimi, but that's what I was thinking at the time watching it. After the race, you heard Christian Horner go to Max. We pitted you because of what happened to Vettel. Like, we saw that was going to happen. You were running quite long. Hamilton was actually whinging about blistering on his tyres too, a few laps, probably five or six laps Uh, towards the end.
1: They all had, in the last two races, they've all had massive blistering problems. Mm. Um, I don't think I've seen it so much in recent history that I can recall so many of the cars. Like, they've literally just been driving on the blisters and just pushing through them. We haven't seen too many delaminations in the last two races. Just Kimi's, which was interesting. I think that might have been a little bit of a tire failure. Yeah, unfortunate for the two Ferrari boys because they were coming home for quite a strong finish, and How it really changed is their the race. Setup? Aggressive, I think, more pushing so hard. Yep. So Kimi was trying to fight off. Uh, Did Bathory the Ferraris and were
0: the Ferraris undercutting? Were they? They
1: undercut. Yeah. So they so were going Sebastian, longer on the tires. Sebastian as went well. longer. Yep. Only one lap longer. But, and so did, um, and I'm not sure about Valtteri, to be honest. He ran a completely Battery different... ran the different strategy. He started on the softs and ended on the super softs, yeah, where everyone yeah. else started on the super He softs. ran quite long on his softs to begin with, and he sort of made time up whenever I'm pitted, and he got, got out of the lap traffic and everything, and he just kept pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how he sort of made some of his places. But with Kimi, yeah, they, they all sort of undercut a little bit, and, and Hamilton had to cover him off obviously didn't pay in the end. No. It was a really crazy end of the race because it, it just turned it all on top of itself. And, you know, Daniel did amazing job That's to come something back. That's I was going to say. We
0: haven't even touched on him and like,
1: we're an Australian and we want to
0: talk about driver of the day. We're 40-odd minutes into this episode. We haven't even mentioned his name yet.
1: Yeah, well, we probably should say a big... Pat on the back to Hulkenberg as well, yep. and the Renault team. They did a great job this weekend, or on his car alone, yeah, not, on, not on not on Palmer's. Palmer's car. But great job to finish sixth and take home some solid points. Mm. It's a it's the equal top finish for a Renault this year, and it was on pace. It was. They it showed good pace.
0: He like he got caught by Ricardo at the end. I mean, Ricardo was driving like a madman that whole race. He was. He Can we was. We talk about Ricardo now.
1: Yeah, we can talk about Ricardo now. Yes, go for it.
0: He had to pass the whole field like twice. Yeah, he did. He, he got, got, he got like up like to Grosjean, which Grosjean in, like thirteenth or something. Yeah, and then, then fighting around the outside, went wide, lost all his positions after the safety car. Yeah, and then do it all over again. Yeah, could you imagine if he didn't go wide and he got past Grosjean at that point? Yeah, he could have gone for a podium.
1: <laughs> he, well, he possibly could have actually, to be honest, um, with the with the tire failures and stuff. He but, ended up
0: finishing what? That's twelve. 13 seconds behind
1: Max. Max did another pit stop. So yeah, look, it would have been close for for Daniel, um but excellent effort. He, Great passing. Yeah. Um the the Grosjean move probably wasn't on and no, no, he that knows wasn't. that. Yeah, he admitted that, that in the pen afterwards. He 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 said, "Look, probably a bit of a silly move. I kind of put myself in a position where I was going to run out of real estate." And he did. Mm. Um so unfortunately that happened, but you know Really strong effort from him. That's probably the only mistake I'd seen him made. Yeah. Uh, He
0: performed so well this weekend.
1: Max drove a fairly solid race as well. Got to be happy with that. You finished. Yep. In fourth. In fourth. Yep. Uh, Good effort from him. And then, obviously, we're back to Lewis Hamilton, who we didn't talk too much about. Well, because,
0: to be honest, we didn't even see him that much on the TV
1: until the last lap. His race was pretty boring, I reckon. Just out in front. I don't think he would have thought that.
0: But I don't think so. I think he would have I enjoyed it I think he would have immensely. enjoyed it. Like, you know, you're out there. You're leading your home Grand Prix. You,
1: Dominant you know. weekend.
0: Yeah. He got everything, didn't he? He got the, he got the yeah, fastest lap. Yeah, he got the grandstand.
1: Lap, grandstand. Grand slam.
0: Grand slam. He got the qualifying. He got well pole position, fastest lap, race win. Yeah. Did, did he top all the practices?
1: Uh, no, I don't think nah, he did. No, he
0: didn't. We just went to practice one and Valtteri did. Something I was just going to say in the pit stop summary, I was just looking at um, Red Bull did a really good stop on Daniel Ricciardo's car. They 2.1 did. seconds. And
1: it did help him. It helped him a lot. So it was it was a solid solid stop for the Red Bull boys again.
0: Um, but we had our two fins on the podium as well. Um, Kimi Raikkonen managed to recover to third after Sebastian Vettel's tyre blowout. Valtteri Bottas, asked, if it wasn't for Ricciardo... Valtteri Bottas should have got driver of the day.
1: Yeah, coming back from 10th to 2nd is a pretty good effort. It's
0: a good effort And until you go,
1: oh, yeah, but I went from 19th to 5th. Yeah, 19th to – well, actually, see, he made 19 passes for position on track. Yeah. That's not including blue flags and stuff. That 19 passes for position. Yeah, 19 on track passes. That's pretty That's outstanding. That's a really good result. Yeah and this is all an era where we're talking about when you can't, you can't pass. pass. Yeah, you can't
0: <laughs> pass and Ricardo's like I can pass anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So well done to Hamilton. My prediction didn't come true. Um but that's because Ricardo didn't qualify high enough.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think the podium. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the podium. Okay. Go ahead, Owen Michael. Wilson, when he went on the podium, did you think... I know Cars paid like a lot of money for it, but thank God he only asked that one question and then got off.
1: It was a bit awkward, the podium. Yeah. Um, Do you
0: think Lewis Hamilton's going to be in Cars 4? I hope they don't make Cars 4.
1: I honestly haven't watched Cars 2 or 3. Cars 2 is
0: a horrible movie. Is it? I'm surprised they advertise at Formula 1 because they make Formula 1 the bad guy. Do they? It's just teaching kids that Formula 1's evil and full of French people. Well, no, Italians. There's not even an Italian in the grid.
1: Yeah, Sebastian actually did the Italian for Cars 2, I think, or Cars 3. Did you know that? No. You didn't know that. There you go. I've taught you something. Sebastian did the German and the Italian speaking for Cars. uh, Maybe it's 3. Maybe it's this Cars.
0: Okay, I was going to say, I don't think he's in there. But, I mean, I know Frosty was in Cars 2. Yeah. Because V8 Supercars won't let you know about that. won't
1: not tell you about that.
0: Yeah. Jensen Button did a pretty good job on the podium.
1: I like Button. I think he should get into some broadcasting. He needs to get into some media things. He's fun. He I'm makes t- it enjoyable to watch, and I really like him.
0: I'm trying but to find the picture of this podium, but I, I it's, it's too long ago. It's like two days ago. Um, it's ah, uh, you got Kimmy celebrating his podium. He looks stoked, doesn't he? Yes, I've like, never seen him happier. Actually. I'll post this picture into the show <laughs> notes. But that's 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 Kimmy just. Love and life
1: right there. <laughs> yes. I'm very really happy about this. Um
0: if if we're being sarcastic here, it's just Kimmy looking like Kimmy holding up his third place trophy. But yeah, here Finns know what to do with champagne. Both of them <laughs> at the same time just went and started drinking. As soon as Hamilton's like, Yep, you yeah, the little tune that play around in. <laughs> yeah, Hamilton runs off and starts spraying the other Mercedes guys on the podium. Bottas and Kimmy just They take don't it, shake it up yet. They don't shake it. They're like, We get a Big old drink in. We'll
1: drink it while it's still not flat. Yeah. (laughs) And then they shake it up. Um,
0: Yeah, no, but Jensen did a really good job. Apparently, that was the first time Jensen Button's been on the British Grand Prix podium.
1: It is. Yes, yeah. It's unfortunate. Mm. Uh, He never won or got on the podium at that event. No. Really sad for a bloke that did really well in his racing career as well.
0: And I guess we should quickly talk about... the two Uh drivers waiting for the press conference (laughs) and Sebastian, uh, Sebastian and Lewis Hamilton's too busy off crowd surfing.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. I did see the photo of that. I kind of felt for the boys. Yeah, I know they're sitting around doing nothing, waiting. waiting.
0: Like no one really wants to ask us questions and you can't be like, can we just get ours out of the way now? Yeah. And then you guys can just sit here and talk to, um, Hamilton by himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it was a bit of an awkward moment while he went away and crowd surfed. And one last photo before did I you show like you. I bomb?
0: did the photo bomb of Daniel Ricciardo on Valtteri Bottas, and I cannot remember the lady's Natalie. name. Natalie?
1: Natalie Pinkman? Pinkman. I'm, I said I
0: can't remember, so her I'm going to go... With, her name's Natalie. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Ricciardo's looking great.
1: Yeah, he's doing a good photo bomb there. All right,
0: so we are still... We're running... Behind schedule for another episode of Watcher. I it really needs to be quick. It's not. We're at the Hungarian Ring and the Ipswich. Far. I was gonna say five hundred, but it's not it's just the Ipswich round. Yeah, in nine days. Sp- yep. I don't want to know anything other than who you think is going to win the Hungarian Ring.
1: Well, I was just going to say, no. <laughs> no, I don't care. Who <laughs> do you right. think? What's your uh, pick? Hungaro ring. Mm, Red Bull are bringing some pretty big updates. I think there are a few updates coming on the other cars, but I think most of them are bringing them after the break. Let's go Daniel for a podium again. Yep. And I think Ferrari will be back with the wind. Yep. I, I'm on with, I'm
0: with that. I, I think Sebastian Vettel is going to win
1: the yeah. Hungero ring. I think it it it's a, it's a track that's gonna suit the Ferraris again. I think we've just been to a couple of tracks that sort of suit the Mercedes. This track will definitely suit the Ferrari. Ipswich. Ipswich oh, Todd Hayes for a win. Oh, Todd, yep. Good old Todd <laughs> for a win. Well <laughs> it is his, his it is their test track. Yep. yep. And then it is the track that uh Todd does all these development series testing at. Mhm. Um So do you reckon he's in for well, it's Triple Eight's Test Track. I don't know if they're getting data. I don't think they are getting data from them this year. Them. Well, you can buy data off them uh, for Triple Eight. So it's what Lee Holdsworth's team were doing last year, and it's, they're not doing it this year. Ah, uh, okay. But it's a bit useless buying data off the team for Lee's team because they haven't updated the car with the new spec stuff on it um, this year. So they haven't. They're just using last year's data. But it'll be a real test for Todd uh, being he's going to be on soft tires. Never yep. raced on the soft tires before. Um, he's done a, a cup a test with um Bradley's team. Yep, BJR. Um, that that'll be really interesting. Pick for a winner. God, you'd have to say, yeah, it's Scotty or oh Jamie. Yeah, it's it, it's really hard not to pick um Scotty, just on the form that these these Shell Helix um DJR Pensky. Cars, cars are doing, doing yeah. yeah it's ridiculous they are really good so i'm still gonna lock in jamie Wincup for seconds but i think triple eight could be back so just watch that space i know i don't know which driver but i definitely think triple eight will be back on the podiums and be strong this weekend another one of their it's it's their um testing track as well so they they've done a few things there in testing earlier two months ago or something yeah, yep So it'll be interesting to see how they go there and whether they can turn that into some race pace.
0: All right, so Scotty Mac or Triple Eight, we don't know which one. That is us done and dusted this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Sorry we didn't fully cover into it. But, hey, if you want to wrap up of all the random rumors that we know of, it's this episode for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you guys, if you do like the show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Um, Share it with anyone you know. Leave any reviews on any podcasting apps that you get your podcasting from. Hit us up at breakinglate at gmail.com if you've got anything you want to tell us or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. Go to our website at www.breakinglate.com. That is us for this week. We'll be back, not next week. We've got a week off. We do. And we'll be back after that for another doubleheader. Too easy. No worries, guys. Catch you. Bye.